seeing the race or the marathon as a journey and, and that process to get there, that the race isn't what defines whether this was a success or not. It's actually everything that you live through and experience and grow and evolve through in that journey on yeah. the way. Welcome to a Runner's Life podcast. I'm Marcus Brown. This is episode number two, the coronavirus and how to strengthen your mental focus for your running. Hi, I'd like to welcome Duncan to a Runner's Life podcast. Duncan is a performance mindset coach with DSF Coaching. He's worked in coaching, sports science and sports psychology for 15 years. He's worked with runners, athletes, coaches and teams from club level to international level. Uh, we've been working together in 2019 uh, for my marathon races and are continuing to work together for my next marathon. Um, could you give yourself uh, an introduction to listeners, please? Yeah. Hi, Marcus. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on the, the podcast. It's an exciting time to be, to be launching. Um, so I'm glad that we could find a time to, to, to get together for this. Um, so, yeah, as, you, as you've said, I'm a performance mindset coach uh, with DSF Coaching. Um, and for me personally, my background is, is in football. So I was a multi-sport athlete growing up, yep. um, but then focused on football and ended up moving to America on a college scholarship um, and played over there for four or five years. Um, now I'm trying to figure out what is the next step athletically, what I want to do. I kind of dabbled in half marathons and, and dabbled in some, some triathlon training without going into competition. Yep. I'm trying to see what I can see what I want to do next in terms of challenging my mind and my body um, and seeing what seeing what I can do so uh, that's a little bit of my background competitively in terms of my my coaching I'm now working with uh, runners athletes coaches teams from all over the world um, in working with their performance mindset so a lot of times when you ask athletes or, or runners or any of the above that I've listed how much of your sport is mental they'll give a pretty significantly high percentage you know 70 plus most of the time yeah but actually when you ask them how much of the time do you dedicate to deliberate practice for your mental performance that time is very limited yeah. and so it's something that's shifting throughout the throughout the world um people are, are seeing the importance and seeing the value in it um and then that's where i that's where i come in in, in terms of how i work with people and we'll get into that a little bit a little bit later with some of the most important things um, but it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Everyone that comes to me is, is a you know, completely new client. So whether you have two people from the same team, same background, same sport, same position, blah, 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 they're completely different people individually. And so it's so exciting to work through with each person that comes, um, comes onto the calls with me yeah. um, and trying to make it work for them. Okay, no, thanks for the introduction. Um, the, I mean, the first part of the conversation, even though you've touched upon it, We'll be just talking about the work that you do. And the second part of the conversation will be looking at how listeners can keep their mental focus uh, for the running during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, as a performance mindset coach, you get to see a different side of people that they probably wouldn't share with their friends. And we've had some interesting conversations personally um, that on the surface have nothing to do with marathon training, but when we actually dig deeper, have a lot to do with the training. Um, so getting to the core of the person you're speaking to isn't always straightforward. And from my side, it seems as if, you know, you have to be a detective almost as, as people are like very complex. And given that, you know, people trying to reach their goals isn't always linear, trying to reach their peak performance. I mean, what's your why to uh, being a performance coach when it's 
quite sort of complex to people were quite complex yeah i was thinking about this earlier and sitting down and really trying to you know update or or challenge my why from previously um and so what i came up with this morning and where i'm at now is i want to inspire long-term habit changes both for life and performance yeah. that's looking at both the human and athletic development side of things um and you know the best moment for me as a coach is that moment where the penny really drops. So that probably won't be within the conversation that I'm having with somebody, yeah. but it will be a few days after or in the hours after or even weeks after. When, and when you get that text or that call um, that somebody's been able to do something that they weren't sure they were able to do, it's just the, the best feeling. And, you know, obviously I know the impact from, from my own athletic yeah. career um, and I know the impact from, from the time that I've been doing this as well. And so I just want to share that with as many people as possible. Um, in terms of when, you know, as, as you mentioned, um, getting to know people and um, getting them to open up and really reflect internally upon themselves, it's, um, I see about most, the majority of my job is asking the right questions and just giving the space for reflection. Um, within that, then there is also holding the, the client to, to account as well. Um, and so, um, as you know, on the opening call, I, I'll put a lot of emphasis on the commitment of the, the yeah. client in, in the relationship. So I'm going to be intensely invested in you, but in order for us to get something out of it together and for it to be worth both of our time, then that accountability has to come back my way in terms of you committing to try and these new things that we're talking about and thinking in a different way. Um, actually, after all that happens is when you can start introducing some of the mental skills, but before before any of that takes place it's it's about asking the right questions getting to know the person trying to build that trust so that we can have those genuine conversations no that makes a lot of sense and from my own sort of personal experience working with you the thing that i enjoyed was that you know you explained it there you take the time to get to know the person there's accountability from both sides it's not just prescriptive um here's three tips to work on this because you just don't know what the person's like you don't know what their motivations are like so no, I completely yeah. relate to what you're saying. Um, and talking of being a detective, uh, in my case, you've seen three sides of me. Uh, there's the, the side where we're talking on the phone or in person, and there's the that presentation that I give to you, um, probably the side that I probably would like to present, the best side of myself. But then you've also seen the second and third side of me. Um, second side would be when, when I'm training. Um, you saw me doing an interval session. And thirdly, for a 5K race. Um, so... You get to see probably the more of the real me as opposed to the version that I'm presenting in, in the sort of the first aspect of the, the calls that we're having. So using me as an example, uh, can you talk about your approach and how you understand your clients just to work out um, how to get their best? Yeah, and, and actually when I was preparing earlier, I didn't think about this, but it's just come to me now. I reckon I've seen a fourth and a fifth side to you as well. Um, the fourth side would be your your online presence. So on your social media, um, there's that side of you as well, which, you know, having had a lot, a lot of conversations with you, I realize is, is authentic, um, but it is still different how we would chat yeah. together. Um, the fifth side as well would be actually you were a, 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 a guest on my podcast around this time last year, yeah. actually, um, on the DSF coaching conversation. So again, that's presenting another side of you. So there's potentially five different sides, which it, it all just helps me to build up a picture of, of who you are as a person. Um, and one of the things that I constantly have to manage is it, 
as I'm beginning with somebody, are, are they just saying something that they think I want to hear? Or are we actually getting somewhere with, with their internal reflection? Yeah. And that all comes from, as I said before, just building that trust and rapport and getting to know you, getting to know you as a person and getting to know your, your athletic journey um, and where you are now. Um, and, and then with that, you feel more comfortable with me. I feel more comfortable with you. And we can have those real conversations then. Um, nine, I'd say 90% of my clients are digital at the, yeah. at the minute. And especially you know, that obviously helps given that we are, um, that we're, the, the lockdown that we're going yeah. through um but there there is a there is maybe a case that missing out on that face-to-face contact time and that observation time more importantly um can speed the process of getting to know each other um along a little bit but i see just as much impact on the digital um digital platforms and ultimately for me it's about helping as many people as i can um and so if i was restricting myself to geographically um the people that are around me geographically then you know the amount of people that i'd be able to help would be slightly limited yeah for sure i mean you you sort of touched upon um what i was sort of thinking about you know even the podcast or you know even the initial conversations i mean that's a side that i'm presenting or like historical side or something i would present to and i remember when yeah i did my 5k race and you were there um you you were observing like how I, i approached it and you know the build-up wasn't great and i remember and and uh had a great race and and the day i still got a pb but um yeah i mean you've basically let me kind of you were sort of observed how i would do things and then we sort of then reflected on on that and then took away from that moving forward into the marathons as well so i found that quite quite useful oh yeah definitely and you know i remember that day um quite vividly you know you I can't remember if you, you come straight from work. I think it would think it was an evening yeah. race and you just kind of weren't really feeling it to begin with. Um, and it wasn't a case of, Hey Duncan, can you, can you help me here? Which in some cases it may have been, it was actually, Hey, I need to go and do my yeah. own thing. Uh, and, and we separated and that was absolutely fine. It was great for me to set my own stuff up and, and then also be able to, to kind of observe what you were, what you were going through. And then as you say, be able to reflect upon that in terms of how you can then apply it to your your usual training and then on marathon race day yeah. as well. Um, and as you said, the race went really well. You were able to, to, to get into, into the mindset that you wanted to for the race. And then afterwards, we went and had a really nice dinner after. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a good night all round. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one of the biggest takeaways that I've learned through our time working together is about the concept of awareness. Now, on the surface, that might seem like a really basic thing, being aware. Uh, but you know it's crucial because it helps me ask myself healthier questions in changing moments and to be more aware of my thoughts Um, can you give the listeners an insight into what they can do to be more aware whilst they are running yeah I mean first thing to say is that awareness is fundamental to to everything that I do working working with the mindset Um, if people come to me and they, they they want to have one session before a big competition this weekend we may be able to put a plaster over it, maybe. But ultimately, the next time a, a competition comes up, then they're going to go into the same problem because you know, we haven't actually um, explored the root of, let's call it the anxiety yeah. before, um, could be one example. So actually becoming more aware of things that are happening in your life and the, way, the patterns that you, that you show and the, and the habits that you have, that helps us to then adapt them and evolve them into more effective habits for your performance 
Um, in terms of what people can take away from this podcast is to, uh, when you are going through certain uh, different training um, methods at the minute, notice what you're thinking in the different moments. What are you thinking when you are, when things are going well and you're flowing really nice? What are you thinking when you're completely on the opposite side of things and you're really having to fight? What are you thinking when you drift off and what, what does that have? Uh, what effect does that have on, on pace or anything like that? If you're, if you're training competitively. Um, and my recommendation would be to write down at the end of the session, write down everything that you remember um, and relate that to when it happened as well and what you remember about that and write that down for a week. And when you start to do that, firstly, your awareness within the moment in the session starts to improve. But then also you may be able to notice patterns um, from what you're writing down. And once you notice the patterns, you can then begin to look at different solutions. Um, and awareness is definitely a skill that requires intentional practice. So it's not like you're going to listen to this podcast, think, oh, that sounds really good. The next time you train, you're going to be aware of yeah. everything that's going on uh, in the session. But it's about as much as possible. Can you note down what you what you were thinking what emotion that led to, what behavioral consequence that led to, and then noting that down. And I've got a pretty handy guide within an ebook that I just launched um, about a month ago and that's available on my website. So that lays out one of the, the one of the topics that we talk about is um, awareness and self-talk and, and laying out those, those steps into noticing, then journaling it down, and then what solutions you can do for those moments where you notice that your, that your thoughts are not helping you get to where you want to go and, and then giving you that those solutions to change that and make them effective and make them and help you to get closer to where you want to go. Thank you for sharing that. So um, we will put more information about your contact details and the ebook at, um, at the footnotes of this um, podcast. And obviously we'll share at the end of the podcast as well. Um, but moving on, yeah. uh, one of the techniques that you set for me last year was to write um, key words or phrases on my gels uh, during my marathons that I could re reflect on. Can you talk a little bit about this approach for the listeners? Yeah, so it's quite funny, actually. It, it wasn't something that, that came to me or to us during a session. Um, I actually remember I was out running uh, one day. It was, it, was a, it was a day or two after when we'd had, um, I think, our final session before yeah. Berlin, I think. Um, and it just came to me that, you know, I spent a lot of time, I spent five years in America and one of the things that they do at marathons is um, there'll be people there with Sharpies. You can write some words on your wrists or on your arm. Um, in the UK, we're not as open to that at the minute, um, but it would be great if we can get to a point of that. Um, and obviously everybody can, can choose to do that individually. But it just came to me that, okay, so we have these gels which, which naturally segment the race yeah. depending on our strategy. So how about we give a focus cue or a um, like a motivational trigger there that can connect emotionally with on the gel? So we're always we're going to be taking these gels yeah. anyway for the most part, as long as our stuff is doing, doing well. Um, so how can how can I how can we get what we've talked about and get you to remember it in those times of, of stress or pressure and things like that? So yeah, we came up with with your gels and putting physio tape around the gel and then writing either mantras or focusing cues or um, people's names and you know people have taken this and run with it and it's been absolutely brilliant if you if you excuse the pun there but when, when people have been tagging on on instagram with like they put photos of their their pets and their family and different messages from people and it's just been really brilliant to see how something that that 
that just came to me one day that we that then we use with you to a good effect you shared it and it went it's gone to to multiple people that have that have seen just great results with it um so yeah that's how it came about and that's that's what people have been have been doing with it and it's certainly something that i recommend to everybody no yeah i, I completely agree and seeing what people write down um it's it's quite surprising you see like the commonalities between what we all think about really i mean there's intrinsic and there's extrinsic reasons uh, you know if you're doing it for family members or yeah. something about yourself or something strength you're reminding yourself of so um you know it's a really good idea and to see other people's gels uh you know the message in their gels has been really inspiring to me personally um, um yeah, thank you yeah. for that so uh the last point before we move on um so from all the teams and individuals that you worked with uh, what's a common theme that leads them towards and also away from performing at their best level yeah, so the thing that I that I came up for for this um, is awareness and choice. So, are we are we sorry are we reacting emotionally or are we feeling the emotion but then choosing our response to that? Um, and it's, it actually leads very nicely into the yeah. second part um, that we're about to talk about now with the with the response um, in the coronavirus pandemic. But when people are are performing are we letting our emotions rule our mind and rule our actions or are we feeling those emotions but then choosing how we want to respond to those that's going to get us closer to our goal and in order to do that we have to have that awareness piece to begin with we have to know what we're thinking what we're feeling and then choosing how we want to do that and how we want to respond yeah. i mean as you touch upon awareness is uh, is, is key um and also you know we touched upon that a little bit before and we'll go into it a little bit more into the part two of the conversation, um, which we'll now move on to how listeners uh, who are you know going through the current situation that we're all facing can keep their mental focus before they're running during the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Now, due to what's happening in the world today, I mean, running really in sport really isn't that important. I mean, what advice would you give uh, to listeners, um, the things that they can do in their day-to-day lives to make a positive impact for their wider community yeah so i think in terms of having that impact for the wider community it's it's almost like the the old saying of fit your fit your own oxygen mask first um so you know if you're on a plane and the oxygen mask fall down yeah. and you're with your your child if you try to fit theirs first and your body shuts down due to lack of oxygen you may not be able to fit their mask properly so actually by fitting your own mask first and taking care of yourself um, first, you can then help others within the community. Now, that doesn't mean going and, and bulk buying everything so that your family's ready for, for the next six months. Um, but what I mean by that is taking care of your physical and mental health, your, your movement ability and your, your mindset and how you, in what you are um, consuming in terms of the media, I guess also nutritionally as well. Um, but... Um, but then also how you are, you're, you are dealing with everything yourself. Um, and that then allows you to go and, and give that positive influence to, to, to a community, um, whether that's physically or virtually, whatever that is. Um, the few things that I've noted down here are control what you can. So there are still many things yeah. that are within our control. If we, if we get angry about the fact that a lot of our control has been lost by the, by, by the way of having to stay home and, yeah. and, and rightly so, um, 
then we actually lose sight of everything that we can still control. Um, keeping a structure and a routine. So for a, if for a typical work week, the Monday to Friday, trying to keep some kind of structure in terms of yep. sleep time and wake time. Um, so then days don't just roll into one. You don't get through a day and not having achieved anything and actually setting out those times for, okay, I am going to set, set aside this hour or two yep. to do this work um, or to, to play this board game or this is when I'm going to do my activity for the day. Just something like that. Keeping, the, keeping whatever structure and routine that you can is really important. Um, move and physical activity. Obviously, as we're recording, we're allowed to, to go outside once a day as long as we are keeping um, the, the social distance of, of yep. two meters from each other. Um, and actually, it's interesting that the, the term social distancing is actually a better term would probably been physical distancing because we're going to talk about later how you yeah. can maintain social connection. Um, so it's actually more so the physical distancing that's important. But, you know, in the in the, the upcoming days or weeks, that opportunity to get outside once a day may be taken away. Um, so it's about adapting what you can do within your house or within yeah. your garden if you have one. Um, and that's another focus point. It's focusing on the things that you can still do rather than being upset about what, what you can't do. Um, another thing is having patience with yourself and patience with others. Now I'm quite fortunate that I work at yeah. home a significant amount anyway. So for me, it's, there is some adaptation required to the routine, but, um, I guess I'm already, you know, a few steps ahead of somebody that, that commutes typically and, and is usually out of the house. So having patience with yourself and growing into these new routines, but then also those that are within your household as well. You know, you're spending a lot more time with people that you maybe typically don't um and so having that patience between between each other is is really important um another thing that is absolutely crucial is making sure that you are dealing with facts and so it's very easy to to kind of think um to think about things yeah. in an irrational way so instead of that it's dealing with the facts okay so um you know how am i feeling am i showing any any of those symptoms um, what are the chances this is this is happening and, and dealing with things that I actually know are concrete um, you know I'm self-employed and so as it stands we don't have any guidance on what's happening in terms of government funding but the facts are hopefully something's coming out this week so instead of getting um, spiraling down and getting angry and, and, and irrational about it at the start of this week it's actually I know it's coming I know it's complicated and dealing with the facts of, of, yeah. of when it should be coming out. And with that, it's being careful about what media you're consuming as well. There's a, there's a fine balance of being informed and looking at everything and not dealing with that, um, the fear or the false reports or things like that. So being careful to be informed, but be careful of what you are consuming with that. Um, the last point in this, in this part would be to, to, become more aware of your language so again are we saying that we have to stay home or are we saying that we get to stay home are we saying that we um you know it's it's terrible of the prime minister so let us only go out go out once or is it actually i'm grateful for the fact that we can go out once are we thinking um uh i don't know I mean, essentially, just being mindful. Yeah. Being mindful of the language that we're using and just, um, you know, consuming uh, how we consume information. Like, one thing that resonates with what you said about the news is 
for me personally, even if I may dip in, dip out of the news, if I say jump onto Facebook, you've got people that then decide to report on everything and it comes up in your feed. So then you you think, well, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. go on social media as well. So I think people need to be responsible about how they report, you know, information second, third hand, because, you know, people react to things differently. Um, so yeah, no, thank definitely. you for those those tips. I mean, that was really helpful. Um we've probably touched upon some of this but i'll go for the next question anyway so um what so what advice could you give to runners to sort of find gratitude and joy in their training during the current climate yeah and so this is really important and and again this is a, this is a huge part in the ebook as well about finding the gratitude for for your health i mean especially at this time um we're in in let's call it quote unquote normal training then your health in terms of being injury free or at least pain free and managing something than being able to um, do something. Um, it, again, it comes back to focusing on what we have and what we can do rather than things that we no longer have or yeah. stuff, things that we can't do. And so um, I'd, I'd strongly recommend giving 10 deliberate minutes a day or every two or three days to sit down and just write the things that you're grateful. You know, I was thinking about it this morning. For the last four days, we've had nothing but sunshine where I live. And yeah, there's been a little bit of a chill in the wind and whatever. But imagine how this transition to staying at home would have been if it was a downpour every day. How much more difficult that, that may have been for some people. But actually, the sun's shining. It's beautiful. I was outside working out um, a few days ago before the lockdown on my own um, on, on the football field in a sh- in T-shirt and shorts. And it was it was beautiful. Um so, you know, being able to appreciate what you do have. And for me personally, I have a journal next to my bed every night. And before I go to sleep, I write down th- at least three things from the day that either made me laugh, I was happy with, that I want to remember when I look back at it. And what it does is it starts to change the way you see the world. You start looking for things that you can write down when you do give yourself that time to, to, to note things down. Um, and you start to appreciate these moments more. Um, and so it really starts to evolve the way you see the world and the way that your mind um, perceives certain things as you no, do that's very day. key and also gives you an opportunity to reflect um for your journaling and and if it's something you're being mindful of looking for those three things it's something you're going to be paying attention to um on a on a regular basis um so you know reflection is a, is a key part of that as yeah. well uh so moving on so for runners that you know are part of a running community with a lockdown and just the social restrictions that we have at the moment. So oh, I like the word actually saying physical restrictions actually more than uh, for a better term. I mean, what advice would you give um, to them to maintain that social connection, um, which is, which was, and still is vital to their, both their mental and physical health? Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, you know, I've noticed a lot of chat on Twitter, especially with, with cyclists and runners, um, and, and really dismantling the groups that, that were still going out at the start of the week. And now the, the, the more significant restrictions have, have come in and really keeping that distance if you're not from the same household and things. So there's certainly those things and, and you're more likely to be running on your own or with, with your household at the minute, um, naturally, um, given the restrictions. But there, there's obviously the, the many forms of connection that we can have in terms of, um, you know, WhatsApp or call or FaceTime or, um social media and things like that I, there's uh, so many challenges or you know 
um, things that are going around on Instagram at the minute. I haven't had a chance to sit down and, and keep up with with all the ones that, that yeah. I've been tagged in that I'm going to be doing. But all those things help you to, to stay somewhat connected. Um, I think the virtual hangouts are good. So, you know, last last week I did a uh, virtual happy hour with with a group of friends that was that was good and just gave us some connection. I'm sure that there'll be more things like that that will happen this week as well when we organize them. Um, something that I'm working on at the minute as well is something I'm going to launch next week, which is going to be a group. So it's going to be a, a, a group um, like Zoom, something like that with a detail. Details are still being clarified, but it's going to be something like six people max once a week for six weeks. And we'll just give one or two questions a week and we'll just chat about it. And that's going to be completely free. And that's something that I'm going to be launching next week. So um, when I give my social media handles and stuff at, at the end of the, the recording, if you follow me on there, you'll see my announcements of that and how to get involved in it. Um, yeah. And I just want to see the interest. And, you know, firstly, that's that's for me to speak to some cool people and see how people are getting on and, and you know, their perceptions of the questions that will that will answer. But then it's also to to give this social connection in the yeah. time when we are. No, for sure. Um, no, I think that's a really good idea. So it'll be interesting to see how that, that pans out. And, um, you know, these ideas, it's, it's interesting to see how creative people are being now uh, especially with social media and just making the best of opportunities that, that we find ourselves in presently oh yeah definitely I think this morning I I, I was uh, doing some stuff around nine o'clock and I thought oh, you know what I've seen a lot of buzz about um, the body coach workout yeah. for, for kids at nine o'clock I'm going to turn on and see what, see what it's like and it was, it was great you know I only stayed on for a couple of minutes because I was about to jump on a call but that's it's these things that have evolved really nicely and that's where this idea came to me and that's why i'm putting the yeah. details together as quickly as possible you didn't so stay for, like, for half an hour get sweat on i'm gonna go back to it later i've got a bit of time later on in the day the the sun in my garden only comes around in the stuff. afternoon so i'm gonna get out so in the sun. with cancelled <laughs> races can you advise runners on how to deal with um the disappointment of postponed races uh, initially and potentially for further postponements moving forward. Yeah, definitely. So I actually launched a, a YouTube video about this on, uh, on Saturday morning. Um, and so that's one of the things that the lockdown gave me the opportunity to do was to learn how to put a video together and get it on YouTube to a, to a level that's good enough to, to get the information across. Um, so in the links there, we'll stick my, my YouTube channel up on there. And it, and it has 10 ways that you can do this in terms of dealing with yeah. and moving forwards through your race being postponed. Um, in terms of initially, I think it's to, to really recognize and feel the emotions that you do feel because it's yeah. disappointing. It is disappointing. You, you've trained for a, for a good amount of time. And now that the, the, the time when you're trying to peak has now moved. So feel those emotions, but then also talk about them with people. And I think this is, this is key. So when you feel them, it's important to then release them from yourself somehow. And that's just talking to the people that are close to you, you know, your, your family and friends, but then also your peers, those that are going through the same training processes and the same emotions with dealing with their race being cancelled as well. And, you, you know, you can um, just talk and share and work through it together. Um, the second thing that, that I'll say is to take that time to sit down and reflect on this training cycle. So what were the things that went well and were successful? And then what are things that you can adapt and do better on when you do start up your next marathon training cycle? 
And, you know, I always recommend a ratio of three to one. So for every area that you want to, to improve next time, there's three things within that cycle that went well. Um, and that way we're, we're, we're both recognizing the, the, the initial emotion, but then we're also planning for the future as well. And it gives us a focus for whenever that future will come. Um, and I know you mentioned that, you know, that there is definitely a chance of further postponement. So whilst races are being um, rearranged for autumn, there's actually a chance that they may be bumped again. Um, and so with that, it's about just recognizing where you are in things. If you continue to train at that, that level or you don't um, recognize those emotions and, and it come to some level of acceptance, then you're going to get to a yeah. stage of burnout before the race actually comes. So it's about recognizing, and we'll talk about a process and journey later. In terms of my journey to my next marathon, even if I don't know when it is, this period now is yeah. really important with how I deal with it and how I respond. We talked about reacting emotionally and feeling the emotion and choosing the response. So there's two sides of that coin. If you can feel the emotion and choose your response, which may just be to, to tick over with your training. It may just yeah. be to do different kind of training. Um, it may be to do no, um, no quote unquote training and just to get some movement um, day by day. But and maybe, maybe it is to continue. Um, it's whatever you think is going to work for you and, and just evaluate as you go through that. But to come to some kind of acceptance of it is what it is, it's completely out of our control. What can I control and what can I do in this moment? You know, I work with a number of athletes yeah. that were training for, for Tokyo this year and that's now been postponed, um, you know, up to 12 months. And so we're, we're working with them in terms of, yeah. okay, so now we're going to adapt the training plan. Um, but for the most part, people are just going to be taking a bit of time off now and focusing on their health and the health of those around them. You know, they've had, um, and the same with, with, with marathon runners, have that uncertainty of will it be cancelled, won't it be cancelled, yep. and the additional stress that that's given people. Well, when you have the definitive answer of, okay, it's being postponed, then you can almost breathe a sigh of relief and you know that you have that time now. You know that you can use this time to make sure that you're healthy, make sure you're taking care of people that that that, that need your that need your help and everything. Um, and again, this is a perfect area yeah. to both reflect on how things have been going, but also learn another skill, learn another area of performance. Um, and you know that's where my ebook comes in. Um, for me personally as well, I've 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 been on and off meditation yeah. for for about a year or two now. But I'm really wanting to commit to it in this time now because I just know the benefits and basically it's laziness that hasn't enabled me to, to make it a, a concrete habit. And so instead of going once a day um, for 10 minutes, I'm now going twice a day and I'm really focused on sticking to that. And that's one of my, my targets and my areas at the minute. And it's been brilliant the last few days. Yeah. That's the new skill that I really want to hone in um, and concentrate on in this time. Um, so it's about finding different ways that you can shift your focus instead of training. It's now learning that new skill or whatever. Like I said, I learned YouTube to a decent enough level to launch. I'm also preparing the yeah. ebook to go on Kindle. So that's learning a new skill as well. So it's finding these different challenges that you can then throw yourself into for an hour or two a day that gives you that kind of achievement, factor, okay. that drive to continue. I mean, this is actually something we've covered in our conversations offline. Uh, you've touched upon it you know, in, in good detail there about taking responsibility. And a question I remember you've asked me before, and it's been sticking in my mind during my training is, 
is the activity I'm doing now leading me towards uh, my goal or leading me away from my goal? Now, that works in running, but also applies yeah. to, to life. It applies to situations we find ourselves in now. And I mean, that's a, quest- that's a question that's transferable from running to, to normal life. So I just wanted to sort of show there's that synergy there about how we can take responsibility and ask ourselves like, for the better questions, which I found quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you mentioned about my why earlier, and I, and I said that it's, it's the human and athletic development. So can we improve the long-term habits in lifestyle and sport? And when you're talking about how can I get closer to my goal today, yeah. at the minute, yeah. the, goal is, the goals have just moved very recently. And so it's, a, it's about setting those new goals. And then how can I be my best today? What do people need from me today, maybe? as well we're in terms of your household and, and if you are one of the you know frontline workers that are just doing phenomenal things um for for, for communities um but how can i be my best today what yeah. do i need to do myself that i can serve others the best today and get closer to my goal and it's just yeah. about shifting the goalpost to, to use an analogy um the goal may not be where it was or where you want it to be but yeah that makes sense that work and in terms of shifting uh, goalposts and goals you've touched upon the olympics now News has come out recently that the Olympics has been rightly postponed until next year. Now, what's your thoughts on the postponement and how it will impact the yeah. mindset of athletes and what non-elite athletes can learn from the, the elites? Yeah, definitely. And there's a few things with this because also the, I, do a, I do a fair amount of work in, in, in America and, and you know my wife still lives over there, so I keep a close eye on things over there. Um, but the college seasons for yeah. spring sports were wiped out uh, probably about a month, six weeks before the Olympics. So you've got, you potentially got people that have been working four years to, to get to this yeah. point, And then they're not even going to get a chance um, to do it because of their eligibility running out. The same with the Olympics. You've got people that have worked four years to get to the shape they're in now. And now they've got another year. I was reading earlier that there's a fair number of people that yeah. were planning on retiring after this summer's Olympics. And now those decisions are, well, can my body do another year? Can my mind do another year? And, and what does that look like? Um, so it's about, again, coming back to the right questions, which you've touched upon a couple of times, and sitting down with the people that you know are going to give you the opinions that yeah. you need, not always the ones that you maybe want to hear, and having those real conversations. Um, I think ultimately having a, a definitive plan of knowing yeah. that your race has been moved or the Olympics has been moved, that helps. Um, that helps you know the the olympic athletes aren't going and risking their health and their household's yeah. health by finding somewhere to train anymore um they're they're probably giving themselves some space and some time away from yeah. from full-on training let's say um to focus on their health and, and and their household um and that's important um and i think it was the um canadian olympic team um i'm gonna get it off on my laptop because it was absolutely brilliant but they Okay. They pulled out of the Olympics before it was officially off. Um, and I'm trying to find their, their like motto for it because it was really, really cool. No, that's um, quite, yeah, it's quite an interesting thing that they've done. So, no, I think respect to them uh, for doing that. I mean, even on a smaller level. Yeah, yeah they were the first to, to do that and to, to move away from and, and say that their athletes won't because if you think about it i mean um, even if you take away an athlete's facilities that they need to train in 
and they're training at home, it's not the same, you know, and you are restricting them. And I don't call yeah. myself in the league, but even the track that I use, I can't use it now because of the coronavirus. It's It's been shut down. So you can only imagine what they're, what they're going yeah. through. So, um... Yeah, and that came, became the argument. You know, some people will have... Um... Some people have a, an yeah. advantage in terms of what gear they are able to access um, compared to to others. Um, okay, I can't oh. find it, but anyway, I wrote down a, something close to it. Anyway, it's, it's, it's adapt and conquer, and conquer. So adapt your goals, adapt your training plan, and then conquer tomorrow. Um, yeah. It was the conquer tomorrow part was definitely a part of it. Um, and so, whilst be your best today, do what you can for you and others okay. around you, but then look to conquer tomorrow as well. Um, and, you know, everyone knows yeah. that ultimately the right calls have been made for these things. And so it's about coming to the point of it is what it is. I can't control this. Whilst I can control many things and I can focus on those, ultimately I can't yeah. control everything. We've had this conversation recently together in, a, in our sessions. You know, sometimes you can do everything right. You can do your absolute yeah. best and it may not be enough. You may yeah. fall short or in this case, the race doesn't even go ahead. Um, but that's where it comes back to seeing the, seeing the race or the marathon as a journey and, and that process to get there, that the race isn't what defines whether this was a success or not. It's actually everything that you live through and experience and grow and evolve through in that journey on yeah. the way. Um, and there's been a lot online as well saying, you know, that when now that people are homeschooling their children more, that the kids aren't going to remember what they learned in this time. They're going to remember how your, how the atmosphere and the environment yeah. was in your home and how you were reacting to adversity. And that's a lesson that's much more prominent than actually some of the school stuff that, that they may be doing. So it's something that as runners we can take as well is yeah. how do I want to respond in this moment? How can I inspire others? No, it's, a, it's a great point. And something I want to add into it as well is that, you know, we spoke about a bit of my training there we probably do actually do need a little bit of, you know, hardship to make us stronger. I mean, as much as we'd like to have it all smooth sailing, you know, you've got to have the rough with the smooth and it's neither good or bad. I mean, last year, for example, before, you know, the Berlin marathon, I had probably one of my worst training blocks, but I would stay consistent, stay consistent. And I just remember going into the race, just thinking it's not just this training block you've built. It's all the training blocks you built on before. So that gave me a lot of confidence. So, Sometimes you can go into a race, yeah. you know, thinking, you know, it's gone perfectly. Then sometimes it's not, but it's not always those 16 weeks. You know, it, it's the years that's gone into it before. So uh, I think yeah, it's something to, to consider. But I mean, this is a trying period for everyone, but, you know, just you know, stick with it and, uh, you know, we'll, we will come through, hopefully in a better place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you said it earlier, yeah. performance isn't linear. That's half of the excitement of why we do it. Um, and to see what we're made of in those times where we're not on, a, on an upward trend. Um, but it's, re it's retaining that perspective of everything that you've done in the past, everything that you've been through in the past, and knowing that you are a result of all those experiences. And for the future, you're going to be a result of what yeah, you... Yeah, for sure. I think sometimes we ask ourselves the questions of like, we want a challenge, but we ask... We... Want those, we uh, set that question in a comfortable place but when the challenge actually happens we're like oh, I wanted a bit of challenge but I didn't want that much of a challenge so <laughs> scaling yeah. back a couple so um, yeah. No, um, yeah. exactly what you said so uh, 
Thank you for that. So moving on, um, we've spoken about mindset and, you know, getting the best out of your performance. Now, in the current climate, do you think there's a case for people to sort of scale back those expectations and rather than training at their best and just to try, train at a, a lower level? Okay. I think it depends where you want to move your goals to. I think for, for, for the majority of people, um, if you continue training at marathon intensity, you know, what are we now, three, four, five weeks out from London? If you continue to train at that intensity and you train that, that intensity through to October, there's a good chance you're not going to be yeah. in a good good uh, state of mind or physical capacity come that day. So it's about being sensible and, and thinking, what does my body and mind need from me now? How can I see this as a journey to October or beyond? And in order for me to be in the best place to do the best I can on that day, what do I need to do now? And sometimes that will be to have a hard training session. Sometimes that will be to, to not. Um, the way that I would frame it at the minute is what's the yep. best performance I can give today as a human, as a spouse, as a parent? Um, and, and what does that look like? Does that mean that I go out and do a hard training session because I am, you know, bouncing off the walls a little bit and I want to let off some steam? Or does it mean that I just go and move doing whatever that is? Um, and what else can I do to be the best person today that, that I am? And, and I think that one of the things that you, you wrote down to talk about later yeah. is about you, like the identity of a runner. And now's a real good time to look into your identity and make sure that not, not everything in your identity is attached to being a runner. It's actually being a human, a spouse, a parent, a brother, a sister, etc. And if you can apply um, or if you can think about how can yeah. I be the best um, spouse today, then that incorporates your training, but it's not just isolating my identity as only a runner and I'm not being able to run and then spiraling down by that. It's actually runner is a part. Yeah, of for sure. It, it makes us um, human more global. challenge what we probably thought was true and into the context that we find ourselves in. So, you know, it's a, it's a good it's a good time to ask ourselves those challenging questions. And moving on, I mean, we've spoken in our conversations about the interpretation of you know, the process and the journey. Now, it can quite easily get lost, especially in previous times when we just had lots of races and we could just do whatever we wanted and we didn't really need to think about it. It was so goal-focused. Now that physical races have been cancelled, I mean, we're excluding virtual races and mm -hmm. uh, virtual sort of, you know, uh, meetings, and et cetera. I mean, how can this experience strengthen the runner's connection to their own journey? The time that we find ourselves in. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's about seeing this as a journey to whenever that race is going to be. And as you say, there is, there is, there is a definitive goal, but there's also an air of uncertainty with it as well. Um, so I'm someone that enjoys being very goal-focused and achievement-focused. And so it's about, can I now challenge myself to work within different constraints or enable those constraints to look a little bit differently or looking at the new challenges that, that I've wanted to do in this process. I've, I've, I've already spoken about the, the new skills that I'm trying to learn. And I think it's seeing yeah. this time at the minute as a part of your overall journey and when you line up on that start line how what can you do today to be in the best place to to have a best your best performance on that day for that situation and you know it's 
looking at the new skills that you can have, being more um, conscious about and deliberate with your awareness, um, thinking about, I don't want to burn out in the training. So yeah. what can I do today to, to aid that? How can I adapt my training plan now? How can I make sure that I don't start my next marathon training plan with a negative emotion hanging over from this one being canceled? How can I work through to it to accept that? Um, and just seeing this as a part of the journey, you know, you were working on the journey to April 26th or whenever your race was, but now that date has moved and it's yeah. slightly definitive, um, hopefully definitive, but that is now the journey time. And so what you do now is going to directly impact what, what happens. I mean, as much as we're training for races, training I mean, we're when you get on our training for life at, at some point as well. So I think as much as the goal, the race and, you know, getting yeah. faster, I mean, it's, uh, you know, seems to be a priority at this time. I mean, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's 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 not the the overall, it's not the biggest, the most important thing. So, uh, but like you said, I think it's just focusing on where you are within that sort of time scale you, you find yourself in. So, um, it's really applicable to that, that situation. And now that people at home are more, uh, with people being used to being so busy to have the freedom to go out, you know, to restaurants, go to bars or whatever. And now with lockdowns and more restrictions, it's forcing people to be still rather than busy. And, you know, even you could, you just can't do that anymore. So what do you think the benefits of this are for people and, and runners at large? Yeah. I mean, it's something in life that the pace of life nowadays is, is crazy quick and so actually having this time to slow down if you let it um if you can use it wisely rather than being angry at it then there is a huge opportunity here um for me it's about um reflecting upon your habit and lifestyle choices and seeing what is working well for you and then what can be adapted as well um as i mentioned with meditation I'm seeing a huge yeah. benefit now in a particularly stressful period. So why wouldn't I do that when the coronavirus is no longer something that, that I need to, that, I, that I'm worried about day to day? Um, so that's something that I can personally adapt. It's about just looking at everything that you typically do. Um, and, and you sit down with your, with your family and your partner, looking at what you typically do and thinking, is there a better way to do that? Um, and I think there's a huge opportunity to to have a look at those things and to when, let's call it the new normal resumes, then you're in a better place to use this ex yeah. to have used this experience for the benefit of. And you that makes and a lot of sense. You. And even you think about moving into consumerism, some of the things that we buy. I mean, now we're thinking, do I actually need it? I mean, put it aside yeah. the people that are, you know stockpiling, toilet rolls, yeah. etc. I mean before that i mean you look at some of the purchases you made or financial decisions that you made and you think would i make that now is it really important so i think it's, it's a good time to be still and like you say just reflect on exactly. what's actually important and uh, and also to have time with people yeah. that you may not be able to spend as much time as you would like typically um, yeah it's like the words that you used uh, before like yeah, i get to spend time with my family i mean how often do we, we get to say that to us? Um, yeah, so, absolutely. no, I, I think that's a, 
such an important thing to, to, to consider. Now, moving on to the final question before we wrap up. Now, some run for fun, some run for time goals, some run for their mental health, some run for adventure, and some builds run to uh, build resilience for their life. Now, the reasons that we run are varied, you know, individual to the runner, but it's a part of our identity and how they see themselves as a runner and as a person. Now, for the foreseeable future, I mean, how you identify yourself and the parameters and, and you know, have considerably changed now in terms of what we do and how we see ourselves. So this question is, I mean, how can one maintain a healthy perspective of their self and identity during these challenging times? Yeah, and I think we touched on this earlier in terms of um, building your identity as a as a human that that runs, rather than as as, a, as solely as a runner. You actually look at your identity and begin to really build it more broadly. Um, I think also being able to connect with the people close to you and you know your peers that you that you're going with as well. And we spoke about the different ways you can do that. I think maintaining that social connection whilst being physically distant is is important. Um, and then challenging yourself, if you're goal driven, how can I be my best today in the morning or in the evening before writing down, what do I want to achieve tomorrow? And that can be as simple as, you know, learning to work at home. It's, um, you know, um, uh, moving tomorrow or training, training, to, training somehow. Um, it could be taking a shower or getting dressed for work and doing an hour of work or spending an hour with with your child or, you know, whatever it is, set, set goals for the day and things that you can achieve if you're very achievement focused. And ultimately, whatever the situation is, however it develops over the coming days and weeks and, and months, yeah. how can I be my yeah, best? Yeah, no, I think that's a good, good, good point. And just reflecting on, it's good. It's a good opportunity just to reflect on how we see ourselves and, you know, and, and uh, make better or maybe more informed choices now moving forward. Um, Duncan, thanks for your time today. It's been really insightful and yeah. I hope that listeners have enjoyed it. Um, before we wrap up, can you let uh, listeners know where they can follow you and how they can get in touch with you? And also you talk about your book as well, your rebook. Yeah, definitely. So so the ebook is currently available on my website at dsfcoaching.com and there's a shop on there. So it's currently available on there. Now, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm in the process of launching it on, on Kindle and, and Amazon and, and an audiobook as well. So um, that, that may change, but it's, it's, on the, it's on my website now and, and stay in touch with my socials in order to kind of keep up with that if you, if you don't um, want to get it now. Um, but yeah, so that's my website, dsfcoaching.com. There's also a blog on there. Um, if you are interested in the group that I mentioned earlier, then feel free to send, send me a a message through the contact form on the website and just put the subject like running group or something like that. Um, I just want to see how the, how the interest goes initially. And like I said, I'm working through the details to launch it next week. Um, but I think it could be a lot of fun and, and, and add significant value to people. Um, I also have marathonmindset.com, um, which there's some really exciting stuff going to come in this summer in June. So it's just kind of a landing page at the minute, but um, stay tuned with that. In terms of social media, my Instagram and my Facebook are DSF Coaching is the handle. Um, recently launched the YouTube channel at the weekend. So that's 
you just if you search for Duncan Foster or DSF coaching, you can find the channel. And then also that video of the 10 ways to move forward through your race being cancelled. Um, also have my podcast, which I touched upon earlier, DSF coaching conversations. Um, and you can listen back to, to Marcus and I's conversation in, in reverse roles uh, from this time last year. Um, and I am also on Twitter and Twitter I use kind of personally and professionally. So there is often some good uh, historic <laughs> football clips and a lot of dog videos retweeted as well as Balance. content on there. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's all the, the different ways that you can follow me. Um, Balance, yeah, great word. Um, but yeah, feel free to, to, to reach out and, you know, with my, my one-on-one coaching there, there's space for that um, to do it digitally now and to start um, or take a look at the ebook, see what you think and, and kind of go from there. And yeah, my, my aim at the minute in this time is to, to create more content to help more people. Fantastic. Um, Thanks for talking, so Duncan. That's what my focus is. Thanks, Duncan, for the conversation and sharing your experience. If you have any questions, please get in touch with me on my Instagram page at the Marathon Marcus. Thank you for listening and keep running.